niggas, niggas, you already know what it is. It's that time again. It's that time. Welcome to Cozy Let's go. Motherfucking boots. <laughs> you know what I just heard? What you heard? Somebody cooter just got wet. Woo! 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 Like it's rain outside. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, hey what they say? Rain on me. Yes. Oh, won't you take this pain from me? Cause I don't wanna live, I don't wanna breathe. Can you just Your mama's favorite in general, aka I will eat your kids' snacks. I will eat your kids' snacks. What what is up with that? Why are you eating kids' snacks? Why are you taking food from the kids? Fuck them kids. Alright. Kids have good fucking snacks. I'm sorry. Like You know, you ain't live. They have I, I great be, snacks. I be eating my daughter's snacks all the time. You talking about them little Gerber puffs? The Gerber puffs. Them bitches hit. Them bitches hit. I will eat your kids' snacks. I she may re. I'm gonna reimburse them. Maybe <laughs> when she was small enough to eat the little, the little like fruit puffs. You know, oh, little, them bitches busting too. That was a good thing. Yeah, like for real. Fuck them kids. Mm-hmm. I said what I said. Yeah. Shit. I'll be, I I be cutting up fruit for her and everything. I was like, if she leaves some on the plate, and they they have, look, they have compact. You know, uh, uh, uh. Uh, car friendly and on the go friendly containers now. Mm. We ain't have that shit. Nope. Fuckers. <laughs> so fuck them kids. Technology just got better. That's it. Right. Fuck them kids. <laughs> Who are you, nigga? <laughs> Damn, I ain't nobody. Damn, you just came hard. I'm sorry. Shit. I just got mad. Fuck shit. them kids again. Anyway, y'all. <laughs> Who you in? My man is Derek. Mm hmm. A.K.A. Mm-hmm. Dad, D-Mob, D-Mobius, 3, Dr. Mob, M.D. with no fancy degree, mm-hmm. D.Z. Montana, and Durante Swing. B-Boy Super Rock, 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 Rock. The beat so clean. Mm-hmm. Carlton, Mr. D-Mobsy, and the first name last of all, Dirty D. When you did the swing, did you really go swing? Swing. You, re- swing. you really yep, did Yeah, I did that. that. Well, all right then. Sure you. Swing low. Swing cherry high. Coming for to carry me home. Swing low. Sweet cherry high. That's when people tell me, you know, you should take the high road. I'm like, bitch, no, I'm finna swing low. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet pettiness. Coming forth to carry that ass home. Ah. Hey, hey! I ain't taking no high road. I'ma take the low road. In the name of... I ain't gonna do that. (laughs) When they take it, I take the high road. You gotta sometimes swing low. Sweet pettiness. Wow. Coming forth to carry that ass home. Here we go. 
He shot my balls. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now that we know with the introductions, we came here to talk to y'all about something. <sighs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. We came to talk to y'all about the artist's mm. responsibility. I know that's a lot for y'all to take in because some of y'all can't take accountability. Don't! Well, we know. <laughs> Everybody got something that they do. But, you know, whether it's music or if you're into... Uh, shit, I, my brain just blanked out on Porn! Me. I wasn't going to say that. Oh, you weren't? No. Shit, fuck it, I said it. Porn! I was going to say, like, visual art. Oh. Like, you know. Sorry. Painting, drawing. Porn. Okay. If you, if, if you're a porn artist, too, I guess. Yeah, that's art. Only fans. You know. I've seen some very creative things. You you can you can learn something from this, too, I, I guess. They can. Okay. I had to unsubscribe to a certain person because I was like, okay, you need to spice it up. They're they not fulfilling their responsibilities they were. as an artist. Your responsibility as an artist is to explore different avenues in order to keep us engaged. If you just hitting it from the back after each video, okay, that's great. Where's where's some more uh aerobics? Where's some more venues? But you gotta think about your audience. If that's all your audience want to see, then shit. That's great, but I don't want to see you hitting that thing from the back all the time. Like, can we change can we the spice it up? Change the venue. Change your sheets. So, <laughs> you know, I just thought about them compilations of people having somebody doing the same thing. Over and just over in again. different places, like a montage of different places. Bruh, but they're they, doing the same thing. Look, these niggas had the same sheets and bed cover. I mean, I'm not saying like they weren't clean, but shit, like get a new bedspread. You getting paid. Obviously, you got a few subscribers. Go to the Walmart. How did we get here? I'm sorry. How, how did we get here? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How did we get here? I'm just saying. Shit. Change up a condom. Change up a drug. Uh, uh, not a drug, a draw. <laughs> Change up the drug. I don't know. Take, Spice take it up. Some drugs. If that. <laughs> get wild with it. Shit. Oh, I had to unsubscribe. I'm like, baby, you can't get my money no more. Oh, shit. I'm already the fixed income. No, no, that's, that's, that's just fucking hilarious. Anyway. Sorry, y'all. In order to, <laughs> in order to kind of prepare for this. Um, we went and looked at uh, James Baldwin's speech on the artist's struggle for integrity. Mm-hmm. Where he talked a little bit about the uh, artist's responsibility or the responsibility of artists to what what really was it? What did you get out of what he was saying? What What is the artist's responsibility? I mean... So for for me, like I watched this, I watched per se this this uh this video in this speech every week, faithfully. Um, yes, faithfully. Um, because I always get something different from it. From for the simple fact that he talks about just like how 
y'all should go y'all should go uh definitely listen to it link will be in the description but i i really feel like he talks a lot about either do you want to be famous or do you want to be like an artist or do you want you know do you want to be a writer or whatever whatever your artistic a thing is and they're two different things and where you, they? i i feel like in some senses they are um because I had to kind of ask myself the question, do I really want to be famous or do I just do I just want to be focused on solely just being a writer? Um, which I feel like a lot of people want to be famous so they can get their name out there, which is a good, which is a good thing. Everybody should want to have their name out there, but you don't want to get lost in what you're really doing and what really drives you. Um, and you don't want to be driven by uh, fame and 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 this quote-unquote whatever the fuck reality is now you know since we have all these reality tv shows or whatever you you still want to be grounded and rooted into your artwork because at the end of the day like like he was saying your art is is really not for you it you're really a servant to the people in in a lot of senses you are creating art to help somebody get through their day or to make somebody kind of feel like you're not alone. So. In, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I get that too. Yeah. A, a little bit. Uh, well, just because I, I heard the speech of what he said, but mm-hmm. break that down a little bit. Why? So why shouldn't you want to do all of these things for notoriety? Or what? what's, what's James Baldwin's take on it and your view on it as well? Why, why shouldn't you want to do all of these things for clout and for, you know, so, the monies? So he used an example of like... Dinero. <laughs> okay. So he used... Moolah. Oh, my God. Y'all say I'm childish. The guap. The guac? The guap. Oh, I thought you said like guac, like guacamole. I'm sure people say guac, too. Oh. I don't know who say guac, but people I, say listen, guac, too. the kids are saying a lot now. But, so... <laughs> He so he used the example of like before anybody knew your name, the phone wouldn't ring. You know, you be trying to and they back tell you, then didn't want me. Yeah, like back then, well they didn't have cell phones. So he said, or if you had a phone at all, the phone didn't ring and everybody's telling you like, Hey, you don't have to she he was saying like, Hey, you don't have to write all the time. Why you gotta be so serious? Calm down, relax. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like your, that's like your, um, your grind moment. That's like your, I'm trying to, I'm trying to chug something out. Like, you know, I'm trying to get something out. I'm trying to put, mm-hmm. I'm trying to create something that I'm not quite sure what the fuck it is, but it's nagging at me Yeah. and I got to get it out. So then you put it out and then in another, um, another interview, he was saying, when you're done, you're terrified because you're like, what the fuck? What what the fuck do I do with it? And then when you publish it, you're still terrified because this is your labor of love out there. So then he goes and he says, all right, so you get your name out there. You get your notoriety, da, 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 da. Now the phone won't stop ringing. Uh-huh. And instead of people asking you, what do you do? Because when, at first, before the phone rung, he said, when people ask you what you do, you said, right. And then they say, no, so really, what do you do? (laughs) 
Right, and the whole audience laughed too. When right, I when I right. <laughs> so then after you get your notoriety, right. after you get your notoriety, they're like, instead of asking, so what do you do? This He said, Dad, oh, this is what you should do. Right. So that shift can be interpreted as, okay, you get your notoriety. People telling you what you should do. When you get your name out there, that's a good thing, but you don't want to lose like that grind and that hustle. And you don't want to be, you don't ever want to fall under that, that veil of what people tell you what you should do. The key word to tie it in, because you can still be famous you and have can. a grind and a hustle, but the key word to tie it in, integrity. You exact. That's what I'm trying to get to. I'm sorry. You want to still have integrity about what you're doing. You don't want to lose the why. Because I, we both known some great ass artists where they have done great work. Right. And then they just fell off. Or they, they or lose what. The why. What caused them to be so beloved by a lot of people in the first place. Right. Which is what we talked about. I'd rather you know, I'd rather, I'd rather do some, I'd rather write, play music, write short stories. Um, and do scripts and produce things because that's something I love to do versus like a whole bunch of people know who I am and know my name and I'm not an awesome person because I, I eventually want to give back to the community what I learn and like tell young kids hey you can do this I still want to have some integrity about myself I don't want to mm-hmm. lose myself in the sauce yeah you know what I'm saying so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I got from it. What did you get from it? So, as always, I took notes. All right, bro. While we were watching it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> First off, <laughs> when that nigga James said he don't know what words mean, I was just like, <laughs> Do we, though? <laughs> no, because that's something I've always asked myself. It's like, do I really know what that word means? Are words even that important? Like, really, what what are words? Like, when you can't think of something, use your words. Yeah, it was like, okay, yeah, do words really mean anything? Mm-hmm. No, but I, I just kind of laughed at that. But So, basically, on the point that you just talked about, mm-hmm. what, my mind just went, mm-hmm. just deleted everything. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Basically, what you got from it? What I okay, what I got from it? Yeah, and like I was, I was kind of gonna go off of what you had just and said. And basically, the difference between being like you know having integrity, being famous, and just you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, basically, the integrity piece of it. Mm-hmm. There it goes. I just did it. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, so basically the integrity piece of it, this is the coffee speaking, y'all. Coffee. The integrity piece of it, integrity is just making sure that you are rooted in your purpose. Mm-hmm. The purpose for why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And being truthful and honest with it at all times. Mm-hmm. That's the integrity. So as far as getting into it and I think that 
the artist's responsibility, and this is something I believe Nina Simone has said, <laughs> that the artist's responsibility <laughs> is to reflect the times that you're living in. Right. Reflect, the, reflect the world that you're living in. Mm-hmm. And James Baldwin also um, said that in his speech, too. Mm-hmm. To make sure that, you know, your pain, because he, he did say something, you go through stuff. And to make sure that your pain that you've gone through and you confront and you heal from is put out there and reflected so that other people can see your work, whether it's music, whether it's writing, whether it's visual art. Take that and learn from it also mm-hmm. so they can also appreciate it too. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the pain that you've gone through to reflect the human experience. Your human experience and the human experience in general. You must understand that your pain is trivial except insofar as you can use it to connect with other people's pain and insofar as you can do that with your pain, you can be released from it and then hopefully it works the other way around too. Insofar as I can tell you what it is like to suffer, perhaps I can help you to suffer less. Let me me put it another way. When we were all very young, I assumed that no one had ever been born who was only five foot six inches tall or been born poor, or been born ugly, or masturbated, or did all those things which were my private property when I was 15. No one had ever suffered the way I suffered. And then you discover, and I discovered this through Dostoevsky, that it is common. Everybody did it. Not only did everybody do it, everybody's doing it. At all the time. That's what I believe is all about. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think just people like forget this, that. Mm-hmm. People do forget that. And I think we've forgotten a lot of that these days. Um, one major example that I can think of is rap and hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Do you know the origins of where, rap? Where the origins from. of hip-hop. Where it came from. African Bambada DJ Herc and all them. Yeah. Cool Herc. Cool Herc. Bombada. Um, Even, you know, when it first came on the scene, too, what were they talking about? What what were they rapping about? Shit, actual real, like, actual real life experiences and um, knowledge of, like, (laughs) a lot of it was, like, kind of giving, throwing out gems of, Mm -hmm us of us of us as a people and you know mm-hmm. different different things like that it was educational it's like a jungle sometimes it makes you wonder uh, how to keep from going under the, yeah it was it was a and that's and see that's the thing about hip-hop it's like people didn't understand it people didn't understand what it was but really what it what i feel like it was is that some a lot of people couldn't understand it because it was actually it was too real it was too real for them like musicians especially African American African and black musicians we've always been throwing out gems low key gems 
here and there. Low key? No, not low key, high key. Well, whatever. That junk a couple of octaves up. What whatever. We've been throwing out gems, period, for the for the longest. But you get into that to that pocket that the crack you know, the crack epidemic, you know, the all that other type shit where like, you know, black people are barely holding on and then here you go, you're starting to get you getting the young people getting more conscious of things. The thing about I feel like art is is that anybody that brings some type of consciousness to art that's when it becomes either that's when it becomes dangerous quote unquote what people see you know like okay let's take Billie Holiday if she sung Strange Fruit the FBI would like go ahead and bum rush her she would have to run off the fucking stage oh, uh, j- just a song you, you yeah. are a threat you're a threat for a song and anybody anybody that's never heard Strange Fruit or please doesn't know what it. it's about, please look that up. Please listen to it. I'm not going to explain it right now. Mm-mm. And it the was, thing was, it wasn't even written by anybody black. Yeah. It was somebody who's... Y'all go look it up. I ain't going to tell you. Yeah, go, go look it up. But mm-hmm. it's just like anything that's conscious or it's something that goes against the grain is looked at, is looked at as, as some type of threat. But... Sometimes, but then also another danger on the flip side of it, people can also misuse and misguide the people with consciousness as well. They can misinterpret um, information and consciousness to make a buck. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get back to that. Yeah, keep that, keep a pin in that yeah. right there. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just comment on what you just said mm-hmm. because. That also ties back into what we were, uh, where we were listening to, because mm-hmm. um, I know James Baldwin said in that speech that you know in other people's eyes, especially when you're out there doing your art, mm-hmm. in other people's eyes you seem to be moving on the edge of the world, and mm-hmm. people can get jealous that you seem to have a higher level of consciousness, consciousness and awareness that they, that they don't have. They get jealous of that, and that's when. You kind of get, like you were just saying, mm-hmm. people that get jealous, people that misinterpret or, you know, misinform other people about what you've done or your work. And then and you could go ahead and take it from there. I think, like what you said, being on the edge of the world. Yeah. It's scary for the artist because there are some things that I've written and some stories that I've written um, that is just really wild, you know, and I don't share them. I don't share them a lot. Like I, I told you one, I told you an idea and you kind of was just like, you looked at me like, okay. And then you was like, explain it. So I said, okay. And I explained it. And you was like, where'd that come from? And I said, I don't know. Was that that one thing? That one thing. Okay. That the one, the one thing. Yeah, yeah, the one, the one thing. thing. Yeah. So, and I'm it's like, okay, y'all don't know what we're talking about, right? It's all right. But I know that I have to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, know if if you looked at my face, saw that I might have been a little confused. Yeah. Maybe. I wasn't really. I was just trying to figure out where gather you... the full picture in mm. your mind how you saw it, yeah. because I, I know, I know how vivid and deep 
your imagination goes because and my imagination scary. goes there. Very scary. It, it scares you? Yeah, because it's kind of like, I don't... So I'll be looking at something on TV and I'll be like, ooh, they should have did it this way or they could have did it this way or they should have... That, that would have been dope if they did it this way or da 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 and then I'll just get into this mode where I'll just be and I'll start jotting things down. Like, I love... Like writers like Jordan Peele and Quentin Tarantino. How how come? God damn it! Our minds must be connected because mm-hmm. I was just thinking about Get Out Jordan, and Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele is one of those people who I look up to a lot because he just does. He he he, he, he goes cares. past the line. He goes past the barriers. He cares. He he cares so much that he don't give a fuck. <laughs> He cares so much that he don't give a fuck. And if you can understand that, boom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I care so much that I don't give a fuck. I care so much to the point where, like, I don't, you know, I have my own speed and my own pace of what I do things. And I observe everything and try to figure out how I want to do stuff like So, yeah, that that's, that's my whole take on it. Yeah, yeah. And I just feel like people should not rush their process. Because you can always tell when somebody rushes a project. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you didn't take your time on that. And you maybe you did, but I could be wrong. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, no, I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, I think another point that I wanted to bring up that kind of kind of transition us. Mm-hmm. Kind of on this same, same speech, same topic. Mm-hmm. Um... Um, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here. He he was talking about raising kids and buying a house and, you know, keeping it up and just different things that you do for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And he said that, you know, sometimes, well, pretty much all the time, our, our lives are spent with us building things up and then having to have this detachment to let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you 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 caught that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we can only have things if we're willing to let them go. At some point, you can mm-hmm. only have it by giving of yourself. Mm-hmm. So, what what do you think about that thought? You can't be selfish with your with your with your work. Um. A lot of times, like people ask me, why why don't you do shows? Why don't you, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? It's because I'm trying to figure out my pocket, my bag. And how about I just thought of a quarterback pocket? Basically, <laughs> when, when you said that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, like I'm trying yeah. to figure out my my sweet my sweet spot, and I'm trying to also understand myself more as an artist. Because you know what? That analogy works perfect because yeah. quarterback sits in the pocket so yeah. you can get a ball up right. to, the, to the receiver. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to learn, also unlearn and learn myself as well because yeah. some things is just not going to work for me. That's right. You know, so now I can put things into perspective and I can I can say, okay, I got to get this out. But now I got a direction to where I want to get this out. Yeah. So but, you can be new. 
Yeah, because all the time. Yeah, and it's not more <laughs> asshole. So, no, that, that, that's that's exactly that's, that's exactly it, yep. the direction I wanted to take it to. Yeah, I exactly. Be, you know, and I want to be I want to be something different. It's just like I have to do it in my own time. Yeah, and I and just because here's the thing, just because you don't see me doing something. Or I'm not posting shit on Instagram. Don't mean ain't nothing that happening. Does, it does not mean that I'm not doing something. I'm working on like three projects right now. Heavily. Man. That is one taking up a lot of my time. An, you know, another one I'm still doing heavy research on. And another one is in the works that I got to do some other shit to try to put it together. Like, it's together, but I got to figure out some more stuff to get it out. Because I want it to be, I want it to be crisp and I want it to be right. And that's, that's on me. So, yeah. That's my jam. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what, so, what yeah. do you think about this? Well, I was going to ask you real quick to touch on just that point. Right mm-hmm. there, like if you if you don't see me on social media, mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm not doing shit. Like why do why is it or why does it seem like every everybody has nowadays has to see something, has to see what you do, has to in order to believe that you're doing it. Why it doesn't it doesn't seem like we can kind of keep things to ourselves sometimes. And um, and I have a bit of an opinion about that, but go ahead. I'm a, I think you, I think you finna say it. <laughs> I might, I might. We'll, we'll see. But um, I can't, I can't. Well, I just think we just we just tend to consume a lot of stuff as a uh, a people, society, a culture, mm-hmm. human beings. Period. Now we don't. We value creativity by taking from it instead of producing it. Even though there are a lot of producers of creativity or creative things, I just think that, and I, I see a lot of people that have have thoughts, have imagination, have creativity that are not doing anything with it. I'm over here um, also telling on myself a little bit because I have not been where I need to be creatively mm-hmm. in, a, in a little while mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get back to that but I find myself doing a lot more consuming watching YouTube watching people create stuff on Instagram hearing uh, like dope beats and tracks and things like that and not doing those things myself mm-hmm so I think that's part of the reason. So what you what you got? I think people seek sometimes validation. Ah, uh, yep, 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 yep. People seek validation. I think sometimes people seek validation, which is which is nothing which is nothing wrong with that. Um, and I think also we've always grown up with this mindset too that like if you ain't working, you ain't doing that. So it's like you have to prove. Not only do you have to prove to yourself that you actually working. But you gotta prove to the world that you're working too, like that you actually working and doing something, and kind of something you had said to me. You was like, 
you ain't got to give niggas a sneak peek if ain't nothing to give a sneak peek to. Right. You know, so I just kind of been sticking to sticking to that lately. Um, and I, I think that's what it is. People seek validation and right. seek that good job, that good job, buddy. We see you working. Right. Instead of you telling yourself, okay, I may not have wrote a whole poem today, but I wrote a line. Yeah. You, you know, you're doing something. I'm doing something. I'm, you know, I at least practice, you know, memorizing a poem or I practice or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know sometimes memoriza- memorization can be a, a hard thing for me to do. I, you know, I at least did something. Right, right. Um, I think that's really what it is. I'm out here alone telling you guys to be yourselves and the environment is telling you that you gotta do this and you gotta do this and you gotta and you gotta and you gotta and you don't gotta. But for you, why do you think that you haven't been in your creative bag lately? Like, what it what what is it for real? Like, what's 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 the tea? Too much stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Life. Um, it's not like I haven't been here before, but it's, it's just a lot of stuff happening in my life, and I have not carved out the time to do the stuff that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that. I know from past experience not being able to go and carve out time to do the things that you know and like to do and be able to kind of release some of that stuff from your mind and just get it out there Mm -hmm. can be definitely detrimental Mm -hmm. to yourself, your mental health and your physical health. And I I know that because I've been through that before Mm -hmm. which is why I had like a, a big resurgence over the last well, a couple of years ago, where I just created a bunch, but I'm really wanting to get back to doing that mm-hmm. that stuff. And you know, when you are trying to get out there and do your thing, and I'm trying to make beats, um, because I like making music. I'm trying to um, really get into doing arranging and orchestration because it's something that I've had a passion for since I started band in the seventh grade Mm -hmm. or even before that. I've just had all of these songs swimming around in my head. I've just not had one, the wherewithal to, or or the time to get the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had the time in the past, but I I squandered that time trying to get it. Mm -hmm. But I don't have much time now but I gotta make time to do it mm-hmm. and also I know it's something that, that fulfills me I know it's something that makes me happy I know it's something that I'm proud of and mm-hmm. kind of what you were saying that I, I said you know about sneak peeks and stuff like that mm-hmm. I I personally believe that you as an artist you owe nobody nothing you owe nobody shit. You don't owe nobody shit. Mm-hmm. They're going to get what they're going to get. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I have found over the years <laughs> with something that we mentioned in the very first episode, I remember, mm-hmm. about you know YouTube remixes of shit mm-hmm. and listening to... Because I listen to a lot of video game music remixes and you know beats and stuff like that. 
A lot of them are garbage. My personal opinion, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people would agree. They garbage as hell. They fucking garbage. Like they just put that shit out and say, yeah, this is good. And I know it's, it's, <laughs> it's fucking stupid for me to say that when I'm not producing anything right now. But okay, you call me out on, well, I'll just call myself on that so you can't call me out on that. But anyway. I know that there are a lot of people out there in the comments of those songs that I don't like that want that for their album. They want to rap over that. They want to uh, use that for their stuff. So I've also found out, you know, while I don't, as an artist, I don't owe nobody nothing. Somebody's going to like what I put out, no matter what. No matter what. It's something for everybody. And not everybody's gonna like your shit. I mean, and I I to, I totally agree with that because I kind of got to the, I've kind of gotten to the point where this is my shit. I like it. I think this shit dope. If you fuck with it, awesome. If you don't, awesome. Mm-hmm. And far as carving out time, um, I know that the past few, you know, with, with everything that's been going on with me mentally and the time I've had to, you know, be at home and like recover and stuff, I've had a lot of time to create and put things in order. But then I had to think like, okay, so when my life goes back to me working a full-time job and this is an end of third and not having as much time, what are you going to do? Are you still going to be as dedicated as you are now and so I had to like really sit with that question but then I realized I was asking the wrong question right you gotta reframe that question I had to I was asking the wrong question I had to ask myself how important is it for you to do this art Huh. That how important is it for you to do this that you love so much? Huh. I I even like like mm-hmm. how 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 important is it different? How important is it for you to do this along with how much are you willing to sacrifice? And do you want to pursue this full time and eat bleed and shit this like? For real, for real. Like, mm. will will I, you okay. will you that. will you allow anything to get in the way of this again? So I had to sit on that and think about that and ask, keep asking myself a series of questions. And I was like, yeah, this is this is what I this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And I said, and I had to ask myself, why does why is that you want to do it? I said, because it makes me happy. Why does it make you happy? Because I can release and actually be my full authentic self. Who is your full authentic self? And then you, and then I say my full authentic self is being a love and like using words to, to speak, to speak the truth and my truth. And then like, okay, so what is your truth? And I, and then I, you know, I say, oh, my truth is like, you know, my ancestors or my spiritual self and my spiritual being speaking through me. And then that's when I realized, well, this is not about me. So I have to make the, I, it's, I, it's not like I have mm. to make the time. Mm. I want to make the time. 
and it's necessary yes. and it's necessary for me to make the time. Yeah. So nothing will get in the way of that. Like every day I read and every day I write something every single day. It's not about like, okay, why well, I need to know. No, you're writing today. No, yeah. you're reading today. There's no excuse about it. Yeah. There is no more like, I don't have the time or I got to yeah. make this time. No, you have to do, you know, we're going to read today. We're going to write today because this is something bigger than me. It's kind of like, I'm thinking of it in a way of, I'm thinking of it in a way of like, you having to eat to survive. Granted, you really don't have to eat, but to be at the full capacity of a human being, you have to eat. I'm not going to sit up here and say, hmm, I need to carve out time to eat. No, I'm going to say, hmm, I need to go eat. Because if not, I'm going to pass the fuck out. Or I don't sit and think, okay, well, I don't want to go to work today. I I carve out time to go to a job I hate. But I don't carve out time to do something I love. Does not make sense. Okay. Does not make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Be- because... Because then I'm telling myself and I'm telling my higher self and I'm telling the creator that gave me the gift of this, of this art. I'm going to go do something I don't love and make time for that. But something that you gifted, blessed me with, I'm not going to put time and effort into that because it's, mm-hmm. you can, you can be gifted all you want to. You still got to put the work in. Right. So. And I think that's just how I look at it. Now, some people may say, oh, well, that's just too much. That's just, that's just, you know, that's too obsessive or whatever like that. Cool. I've lost my ability to write for, for like two years because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Couldn't write shit. Right. And I made a promise that, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I promised that, hey, I'm not going to do that anymore. So it's just consciously I, I do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like how it's it, it it it's not the question of how bad do you want it. It's the question of how 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 are you going to what you gonna do to fit this in? Right. What what are you gonna do to to make this thing that you know you love? Yeah. And you know you love to do. How you gonna how you gonna work this in? How you gonna right. work this into your all the stuff you got going on in your life. Right. Like, you make time for everything else. Right. Like, why can't you make time for this? Like, and I, you know, I call myself out on that shit all the time. Like, don't say you have to make the time. Like, say, no, I'm okay. I'm going to write today. I'm going to read today. That's, that's just, that's just it. It's your, it's like your responsibility to feed your mind, to feed your craft and to keep doing what you're doing. Because it's kind of like, it's kind of like a relationship. You can't say you love your girlfriend if you ain't putting, if you ain't showing your it's girl work. you love her. You, yeah. I love my girlfriend so much, but she don't, she don't feel it. She don't, yeah. she, she don't see the recognition. She doesn't, she, she doesn't, doesn't. You don't show up. I don't show up. Yeah. Cause it's like part of that. It, it is perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Fucking uh, example there. Yeah. Perfect analogy. Mm-hmm. It's like a relationship. It's a relationship. If you don't, you know, show up and pick her up for a date, if you don't show up and talk to her or talk to her on the phone mm-hmm. or communicate 
or right. go on trips or anything. If you don't do any of that, if you don't, what was the point of you? What is the point of you courting her and talking about? Yeah, you want to be with her so bad, but you ain't showing her. Right. We talked about it in the house, and you got eight bars to reach your climax, just like sex. Well, think about it. You don't have it right away. You build to it, don't you? <laughs> you pace yourself to you know, make sure it's smooth and and everybody's happy. <laughs> Got that nigga blush. <laughs> Got that nigga blush. <laughs> he like shit. Wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's the, the same same thing. It's the same principle. Like, exactly. uh, yeah, I love writing. How often do you like? How often do you write? What are you working on? How many hours are you put in? What are you reading? Right. Who 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 have you read? Right. There's still poets and shit out there that I haven't read yet. Like, uh, you know. So yeah, that's exactly it. So, um, I know, I wanted to to point out too. The the thought process for you to get to the actual point in question. Mm-hmm. I think I got to it instantly. <laughs> like when you say, you know, you you go through, you do this job that you don't like, mm-hmm. and you know you have to do it for money, and you go through the thought process of, okay, do I really, you know, this this thing that I love to do, do I really want to do this full time, uh, or how important is it to me? I I skipped all those questions and got right to, okay, how can I fit this in? How can I carve time out? How can I fit space to do this thing that I love mm-hmm. that I know is important to me more so than a few other things that I got going on in my life? I, I just kind of zoom past all the rest of that shit because I think, I think maybe it's just because I've been there before, like a few years ago, but I was just like, eh, here we go. We, that, that's where, and then you finally got there. I was like, yes. <laughs> that's what you do yeah well I think then, for mm-hmm. I, I just think for me like I couldn't I had to go through all that to make sure that I was doing it for the right reasons and then for me this is how I think I can't I can't say the words you say like what can I do to carve out time because see then I'm giving myself an option Everything's always an option. But I have to make it in my mind. It's always an option. But I have to make it in my mind to where I don't formulate it as an option. I have to, like, I have to... I get that, though. You see what I'm saying? I I understand. Like, if I give myself an option, then it ain't... You know what I'm saying? Then I have time to teeter-totter. I I, I got you. I can't formulate it like that. I got to say, no, this is what you're going to do. Not because I'm putting myself on punishment or because I feel like... No, but I get it. Yeah. it, It... forces you it forces you in your mind to do it it puts me on a disciplined regimen of doing something yeah. over and over again to like to the point where it's like oh okay cool if it it formulates a habit because once i start putting it in a question form or making it an option or you know what i'm saying it it it, it just doesn't fall through for me i have to yeah but everybody is different so yeah. that's how i do it yeah because definitely 
I don't know. I, I have a little bit more of a philosophical take on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I get exactly where you're coming mm-hmm. from. But I see, even even if you tell yourself to do something, mm-hmm. I still see everything as an option because you can still either do it or not do it. Even if you tell yourself, I'm going to write today, mm-hmm. you can still not write today. It's still a choice that you have to make. So my thing is, everything in life is a choice. Everything. And if you choose to do that thing that you want to do or you set out to do, Mm. every single day you make that choice, Mm. knowing that it's an option, then to me, that is for, well, I guess I could say for me, Mm. that is a more important step that you've made that choice that you dedicate yourself to that that you make that choice every day that you choose that relationship with that thing or that person mm-hmm. every day that you live I understand that but for me yeah but for me and I get what you're saying yeah yeah we because just kind of see it two different ways because you know, that, either, that's I know it it's a choice but for me it feels like it's not a choice uh-huh. because I feel like it's something that I have to do it like I can't not do it. It's just like I I can't not write. I can't not create something. Like I feel like I have this responsibility, a heavy responsibility to where it's not an option. Like it's kind of like So James in there was talking James Ball was talking about like he won't write for months and he's tormented by it. And even though sometimes he don't want to go back to it, he has to go back to it. Yeah. And I felt that because it was kind of like, okay. It's an internal obligation to, yeah. to do, so to create. Yeah, he made the, okay, like you said, he made the choice to kind of like step back, take a break. But he knows, okay, I still got to go, like, I need to go back. Yeah. And you go back and you know, It's kind of like nobody, he even said, and I think in another interview, like, who wants to really be a writer? Who wants to be a writer? Like, who wants to write? Like, it is like the most demanding thing ever because you write, you write one draft, you go back and read it, you're like, what the fuck is this? And then you go back and read, you know, go back and redo another draft and you're like, what the fuck is this again? And, you know, your mind's constantly always just, just going with new ideas, new things to write. You get writer's block. You do all of this. But it's like it's like a drug. You just have to keep. It's like you just. you. It's like you don't feel fulfilled mm-hmm. until you get this thought out, until you mm-hmm. focus your creativity on this thing, until you actually do this mm-hmm. or say this or write this or mm-hmm work this thing out yeah yeah no i, I completely it's kind of like i think it was a duke ellington um interview he said you'll you'll have you'll go around all day trying to find that idea and then you'll go to sleep you're ready for bed get comfortable in your bed and boom there goes that idea so you just, definitely have and that. you gotta get on back up mm-hmm. and you gotta get it out there because it this is your responsibility it is your job because it's not by coincidence that something just like just lays on you heavily 
you know, so I kind of just look at it as like a duty, an obligation, an awesome ass duty and obligation that I have no choice to do because it's Mm -hmm. just, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I'm so passionate. I love doing it. I love reading. I love picking words apart and stuff like that. And I just, I love doing that. Yeah. You know, I'm not the greatest, you know, and I know some of my strengths and weaknesses. I'm not the greatest at punctuation. Sometimes I'm not the greatest speller. Sometimes I type too fucking fast. All, of, But you know what? That's what we have editors for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I know I can give you a story. I know I can give you a dope-ass story. I know I can make up some crazy-ass shit. I know I'm a great storyteller. Um, And I'm not afraid to kind of teeter-totter on, you know, really not even teeter-totter, walk on the edge and probably like fall off and hit my face flat on the ground on some shit, but it's just I don't even look at it as carving out time no more. I'm just like, yeah, I get the, I get, I'm writing today. I'm gonna lay some shit down and this shit gonna be so fucking raw and like, if anybody don't like it, they mama a hoe. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah, like I just feel like if you love something, you just have to do it. You just, you just gotta do it. There's no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Like if you, you know what I'm saying? I know niggas who be working like 12 hour shifts, like seven days a week, and they still go in the studio and lay some shit down. And it be, yeah. na- it be nasty as fuck. Niggas be, like this one nigga told me, he said, I'm so fucking tired, bro, but I can't wait to go to the studio, bro. I'm finna lay some shit down. Nigga go in the studio work. He be in that bitch for like, five, six hours and come back to work like looking beat the fuck up. And he he be like, bro, <laughs> I, I had it. a great fucking session. And he's like, but I'm gonna go to sleep tonight. But he's like, I'm gonna wake up probably like two hours later and go do some shit. Like that is exciting. Yeah. That's my TED talk. <laughs> Brooklyn Sorry. I'm not even from Brooklyn. <laughs> Shout out to be from Brooklyn. So um I kind of wanted to go back mm-hmm. to some stuff that you said earlier mm-hmm. um, about you coming out with, you know, different stuff to write. And I, I don't know, like, I, I was trying to transition into this earlier. Right. But we, we never got around to it. But right. you you change as a person all the time, daily. Mm-hmm. And come up with new ideas, come up with new things. And we looked at uh, a documentary about the jazz singer Betty Carter, mm-hmm. which is, um, that was my choice. Mm-hmm. James Baldwin was the one you chose. I, mm-hmm. I chose the Betty Carter documentary um, because she speaks a lot about the creative, the creativity as not only a musician but as an artist jazz artist too Mm. and how we become new every day all the time every time we do something Mm -hmm. we approach it a different way Mm -hmm. or we develop a new technique Mm -hmm. and I I wanted to ask you first ask you how important is that to you it's extremely important because you don't you can't do the same. I mean, you can do the same thing over and over again. It's like, it's like family recipes where you hear about people passing out family recipes year, generation after generation, and each generation puts something else different into it. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like you know, I don't, um, 
when I was first introduced to poetry, you know, I was in the sixth grade. I think the first person, the first poet I knew about was Robert Frost. You know. Yeah, we all learned about Robert Frost. In right. But as I got older. Oh, yeah. I didn't know there was a Langston Hughes at that time. Uh-huh. I didn't know about no Nikki Giovanni. I didn't know about Lennon Anderson, who's my one of my favorite poets of all time. I didn't know about Ethridge. Who we also mentioned in the first episode. Yeah, I didn't know about Ethridge Knight, who is Lemon Anderson's favorite poet. Right. You know, I didn't know about Melvin B. Tolson. You know, I, I didn't know about all these people, especially people that look like me and their form of writing and them cursing and using imageries and, and all this other type shit. You know, I didn't, I didn't know all that shit. So, you have to change up your writing and go out here and study. Um, you're always going to draw inspiration from people, but you can't be those people. You draw, yeah. ins- you draw inspiration from them. Yeah. Um, and I have a, I pretty, I have a pretty tough time with that. And I noticed that when I was you? when I was dancing, no, I have a pretty tough time drawing inspiration from other people because I feel like whenever I I see a whole bunch of stuff or hear a whole bunch of stuff from other people, mm-hmm. I feel like that that style, not even that style, but just how they do it, mm-hmm. I become that. So in order for me to keep my creativity, I have to limit myself on how much I see of other people's work and stuff like that. I notice that when I was dancing, when I was when I was breaking, and yeah, I, I would watch that. people break and I would watch their style and I would I would want to imitate how they do it exactly how they do it mm-hmm. instead of trying to take my own body. Mm-hmm. And figure out how I want to do this move, and that's uh, that's kind of also another thing that I learned while I did that too, is I can take this move that my teacher taught me, mm-hmm. and figure out a way with my own body specs and you know my my muscle mass and how my fats laid out on my body and how awkwardly or coordinated I move to make that move my own. Mm-hmm. So that's not that's not uh, that's not his top rock. That's my top rock. Right. Yeah. That's that's not his backspin. That's my backspin because right. I only do it this way. Right. That's your jam. Yeah. So it's the same thing with with music too. Yeah, because your for shit, me your shit's different. Yeah. I I try as many things as I listen to, mm-hmm. in as many places I listen. I think that also helps too because I listen to so much shit yeah. all over the place. I'm not stuck in a box. And I draw things from a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to be stuck with, you know, just this, this narrow field of view. Yeah, because, like, your music is just different. I, I don't... It's different to the point where, like, I'm like, where did this come from? This has to be daring shit. You know how you just hear... It? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... It's kind of like when you listen to a Wu-Tang track 
Before you even know it's a Wu a Wu Tang track, you know that's a RZA RZA yeah. produced it. You, you know RZA did it. Yeah, like it's kind of like yo shit. Like before you even tell me it's yo shit, I'm like, nigga, what is this? Yeah, this is this is phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? And you be like, yeah, yeah it's all right. I'm like, nigga, what are you talking about? Yeah, this is some futuristic George Jetson. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this shit is. Uh, no, no, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's dope as hell. Yeah. So. And it's it's like that with, so it, it's like that when you mention uh, RZA, mm -hmm. it's like you know RZA did this. One of my yeah. favorite producers, Pete Rock. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, especially like his old style too. I've, I've, I've studied a lot of his new stuff too, but especially like his old style, how he mm -hmm. forms his songs. I know just by the way it's laid out, I can listen to it for a couple of seconds and know that's Pete Rock. Right. For Kanye. Of course. When Kanye does his shit, you know it's Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's just a couple of people, just you know, as an example. You, you know. But there's so many. Oh, Pharrell. Fucking Pharrell. You know it's Pharrell. You can't put Pharrell in. A, you can't even put Pharrell in any like box of any time. But you know it's him. But you know it's you him. Know, like I'm still shocked on some of the shit that he produced that I didn't even know he produced every day. I'm like nigga, you produced this. You like fifty. You look like you're twelve still. <laughs> black, 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 black. Like what the fuck? And it just <laughs> makes you realize like how far his reach is. Yeah. Like, nigga, who haven't you worked with? And he still has people he want to work with. Yeah. He still has a shit ton of people. Tyler, the creator. Yeah. Him too. That nigga gets better from, from like Cherry Bomb to fucking Call Me When You Get Lost, which is his last project. It It's like, nigga, you just keep getting better. Right. You know, I've always loved Tyler, but Fuck. Yeah. Nigga. Shit. But, but yeah, I, I say that to make the point that, you know, as much as I know all of these people that we've mentioned have mm -hmm. deep influences in, you know, so many different places. They listen to so much different music from all over the world, from different places in mm -hmm. America, all, all over the place. They take in sources from everywhere. So that kind of varies up. Yeah. how they do things to develop their own style. And that's what yeah. I also think artists should be able to do. There's another mm -hmm. responsibility is to take, you know, kind of take the the things that you've experienced, the things that you've learned, the things that you've seen, things that you've heard, and to be able to put it out the only the way you can put it out so that people can experience things kind of through your point of view and mm -hmm. also notice it for themselves through their own point of view and it's it's i don't know i'm getting I, I feel like i'm getting real like esoteric here but it's it's kind of like having and how do i want to say it subjective objectivity mm. <laughs> and it's like this is the first time i've ever thought about this just during this conversation okay. but it's like you you can take things from your own experience but and put it out to where people can relate to it mm -hmm. but they can also understand it as a different person 
who hasn't hasn't necessarily experienced it the same way, but they've yeah. experienced it. You get it? Yeah, like I feel yeah I feel that on on a on a on a very deep level, you know, like some rap like uh I don't fucking know like uh Kendrick or the game or oh fucking Kendrick or yeah. Young Dolph when he rest in peace uh huh like they be talking about shit and I'm like bro I've never like trapped or sold a brick at nothing like that but when he be like I just sold a brick I'm like yes like I be like yes <laughs> But you know, you like, can, nigga, I ain't never fucking did that shit before. But, but I understand. The way, yeah, exactly. But, but I the understand the hustle and, like, the come up and trying to, like, you know. Trying to do anything you can out there to, 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 to make it. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you being, when they talk about being in a trap house, I clock into my day job. That's a trap house. I'm trapping that bitch so I can fucking get my money, you know. And it may not, you know, I don't know. But I, I, I definitely get what you're saying because I I know that I pull inspiration from different different things and different that's why it's so important to research and read like if you really pay attention especially if you listen to Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin interview if you not listen to that I suggest y'all niggas listen to that them niggas did I put you on to that I don't know. I think I did. I think so. I've watched it so many fucking times. I Cause, don't know. And, and shout out to where I got it from. Because I think I did put you on that a couple of years ago. But shout out to where I found it from. Yeah, I, just, I don't fucking know. My girl, Jonesia. Yeah. She had that up on her page a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I I saw a clip of it mm-hmm. from her. And I was like, I got to find this. So I found it. And I listened to the whole thing. And I was like, shit. Because... The thing about that is, is what people don't fail to realize is writers do a lot of reading. They, they have read, to. They do. Other, they and what they did in that interview proved to me and myself that me reading a lot, I'm on the right track because they would speak, they would talk their shit, but they would also say, "Hey, did you read this book? Whoop de whoop whoop whoop. This is and the third. Right. Or right. I remember when this book came out, and while they saying that shit, I'm writing these motherfucking books down. Right. You know but what I'm they- saying? But that's exactly that's what, what we you, were just talking about right. with music. You yeah. have to take in a lot to be able to produce something different, to to, right. to develop your own style. Right, because if, if one of my you heroes... You kind of got to be a renaissance person. Right, because if one of my heroes say they read a book, you best fucking believe I'm writing that book down. Mm-hmm. And I'm finna go read it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, half the books that I have in my house is because somebody said, they said such and such and such this book. Or they've referenced this book, uh, or this book, KRS One. That nigga. That nigga always throwing out some shit that you Man. gotta go out here and look at, and you gotta. You... Ooh, I saw that dude in concert, and I, I just could not. <laughs> mm, I, I still look at some of those clips too that I, I took on my phone while I was there. Yeah. I just I can't believe that I was just in the same room with that as, man. As that man. Cause he just, he just be speaking so much truth. I saw this man. I watched this interview on the Nick Cannon classroom stuff. Uh, whatever. I'm sorry, Nick. Nick Nick Nick's classroom podcast. If I said it wrong, my bad. He was just naming off shit, and mm-hmm. I'm just writing shit. Like you know what I'm saying. So 
I just feel as though that me, myself as an artist, I'm always developing new ways and new techniques, and I'm always learning. You know, like there's there was a piece I wrote, and I had to like go back and be like, nah, nigga, like that shit didn't even make sense. You, and then I think about it, I'm looking like shit. I was speaking from a place where I didn't have the knowledge of what the fuck I was talking about, and yeah. some stuff I rewrite uh, because I need to correct some of the information for information purposes. I don't want to mis misguide anybody, but some stuff I leave as is because I'm looking like well I'm speaking from a place of truth but if it's like some information that may misguide somebody of course I'm gonna check that so right but I think that's just an artist's responsibility is to always you know keep yourself accountable to what the fuck you do and what the fuck you say and understand that you your art is it is for you but it's also for the people because you never know who out there needs that inspiration to do what you need to do. I remember one show, I was still reading from the book, and I still read from my book, and this girl said, like, I, I promise you, she said, I appreciate you going up there because I've never seen someone, a black, uh, you know, dominant, presenting uh, lesbian go up there and do that. And I'm just thinking, like, I did horribly. And she was like, I appreciate that. And I'm just like, Hey, no problem. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, I fucking did horribly, but this person just took something totally different and then recited, like, two of my lines. Uh-huh. I bet thanks. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's, that's my TED Talk. That's also something that Betty Carter mentioned in the documentary. Mm-hmm. The fact that she, in her older age, liked working with a lot of younger musicians Mm-hmm. because they keep it new and fresh because all they want to do is play. Yeah. That's all they, they want to do is just get out there and just play. Do the music. She knows the music. She could direct them, but they have that energy to mm-hmm. get out there and do it. And so her her objective, especially later on in her life, was always to teach these young people how to keep the creativity going. She said keep it loose. Keep it loose. Yeah. And keep uh keep it creative. Yeah. She did say keep it loose. Mm-hmm. She did. <laughs> and she also said just like, like sex. sex. <laughs> I was like, what the I mean, but she true. You just don't no, jump that's right. into it. You know, you gotta You gotta build it warm up. Warm her up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when she was talking about that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. She's trying to make sure that in whatever way these kids experience life, mm-hmm. they still keep the same culture of the creativity, of the the looseness to continue to just do what they need to do. Facts. And one other thing that I always get from that documentary is just kind of like you said earlier. You, you said it in very many words, but she was like, okay, well, you know, it's hard to, you know, get into whatever you're getting into, but how do you start? Just start. By starting. Just do it. You don't always need a syllabus, my nigga. Just start. If anything, like, most of the time, most of my shit... I don't know what the fuck I be writing about halftime. I just started writing some shit. 
and then it turns into something. Yeah. You know, you. It's the same thing when I when I uh, make a beat or something too. It's just it kind of forms itself. Yeah. Like I don't you, know how. It just it just, it just does, does some. You don't always have to have a syllabus to 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 do some shit. Yeah. It's like sometimes you ain't always gotta have a map to get to your destination. You may yeah. you may take some few extra turns or something like that, but you gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, I, th- I think we laid all that out pretty laid nice. Nickel. <laughs> <laughs> Give y'all a whole bunch of advice for free, nigga. <laughs> Fuck you mean, nigga. <laughs> what happened to that boy? Sorry. So, yeah. I couldn't help it. I hope y'all enjoyed and, and get something from this. Yeah, because the richest place in the world is the graveyard. Damn, that's depressing, but it's true. How? Hmm? How? She... What I heard is a lot of good ideas and a lot of good art that never got released. And niggas died before getting it out. Probably some good heat in the graveyard. Wait. You see how I went with that good heat, but they body's cold. Woo! Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what happened to that ball? <laughs> 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 Good heat, but their body's cold. <laughs> Young mind, mm-hmm. but their body old. Ooh, bars, bitches. You been told. Let's get the fuck out of here. Fuck them kids. <laughs> fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Here you go again with the fuck them kids. Bro, I'm getting a snack. The children are our future. We're all gonna. We're die. gonna teach them up. We're all gonna fucking die. Learn them something. Learn Let them something. lead the way. And we're all going to lead straight to hell. Anyway, hope you guys have a great day. Good Lord. Love y'all. Love y'all. Take care of yourselves and each other. Holler at your neighbor. Check and see if they need something. I'm coming over your house. Your mama's house is taking out man. Then I'ma take your mama snacks, nigga. <laughs> what happened to that boy? I right. we out. My daddy's peace. This music, the way we've been dealing with it, should let you know that if I can be new every night, you can be new because we are new all the time.
just a little bit different. I hope this whole conversation was able to help you guys think about your own creative projects and things that you like. So just make sure you go ahead and follow us on our Instagram if you haven't already. We on Facebook too, both at Cozy MF Boots. Hit us up if you got any questions, concerns, comments, constructive criticism. And we'll see y'all in the next one. Peace. Just like sex.